0: Welcome to the Worship Leader Toolbox podcast. Today is a podcast that really wasn't prepared at all. It was a thought that I had this morning as I was taking a walk and I kind of spoke text into my phone some information that I was thinking about in terms of scheduling people. We're not just filling slots. We're inviting people to experience the joy of serving. And I want to share just a few thoughts about that. Welcome to the Worship Leader Toolbox podcast, where our mission is to equip and encourage worship leaders and teams and practical components of local church leadership. We're so thrilled to have you listening to our podcast, and our prayer is that it's helpful for you and your teams. If you have any thoughts or questions, feel free to reach out to us at worshipleadertoolbox.com. And we'd also be honored to have you hit subscribe wherever you're listening to us. Let's join together in today's episode, starting now. Welcome to the Worship Leader Toolbox. I'm so glad you're here. And for many of our regular listeners, I appreciate you all and appreciate you sharing and uh, subscribing and rating this podcast. But I also um, today want to kind of share a podcast that might be a little more specific toward our church. And I don't always do that. I'm sure that I use plenty of examples from our church here in Troy, but this is really kind of a, uh, just a hash out, a thought that I had that I would love for our church folks to hear. So I'll be sharing this podcast with our group, and if it's helpful to you, we'll praise the Lord for that as well. In my ministry role here, I wind up um, scheduling a lot of people. The um, the worship teams um, oversee the scheduling of the tech ministry teams for all the four services in two different locations here. And I also am involved in helping to schedule and oversee the scheduling of Hospitality teams, the people who read scripture and pray, and the people who greet and usher and stand in the parking lot and help with welcome center stuff and help with food Um, on Sunday mornings, at least when we do that. All the different people who are involved in Sunday morning music, worship, tech, and hospitality. And so it's an awesome opportunity to connect with a lot of people. But I also know that we are scheduling a lot of musicians and artist types. And um, as my brother said, who's also a worship leader, A lot of people who are in that world are kind of people who are attracted to the brightest bulb, and it's a little bit hard to nail down when and how and who is going to be on the list. And as a result of the almost frantic rhythm of every seven days, we need this many people to serve in this many roles. Because of that, it feels like I spend a lot of time inviting people to serve. And so I just was thinking this morning, the reason I want to do this podcast is to remind our people that I am totally comfortable inviting you to be involved in ministry in these practical and specific ways on Sunday morning. For me, it's not just filling the slots. Many times when we're talking about filling slots, we wind up you know, changing. Even last Sunday, there were two different people that were serving for the welcome greeter person for each of the two services in our Family Life Center. And both of them changed that morning. It was two different people that were who on the schedule, just based on a myriad of different reasons. But I'm not just trying to fill the slots. What I am doing when I invite people to serve is inviting people in to the joy of serving. And I don't know, maybe, you know, it's some quirky thing, but it is really fun for me to not only play music on the Sundays that I play and lead, but it's also fun to connect to people, to, to, uh, see people as they come in to worship on Sunday morning, to greet them, to talk to them a little bit, especially new people, finding out that this is their first time or their second time and being able to ask them where they're from and how they got connected and and just get to know them a little bit. It's, it's an awesome experience to be a part of a group of six or eight or 10 people who are helping to welcome people in to worship. And on a side note, I, I really don't know exactly how to teach people in our hospitality teams, our, our teams are great, and I think they many do this naturally. I don't know if there's an easy way to teach people for not only spotting and discovering somebody who's new, but for standing there and building a bridge and opening the door to get to know them, for them to share and for them to um, feel comfortable being there uh, all of a sudden, out of the blue, visiting a church as a guest It's a a hard barrier to even imagine when you are comfortable in the church that you are currently a part of. But there is a way, and by the Lord's grace, we discover new people as they come in, and we welcome them warmly, starting with the parking lot all the way into the first time they come through the doors, all the way into the worship area. And uh, it's a mix of small talk and anticipation and looking people in the eyes and um, not being afraid to ask for names and questions and And uh, opening the door to conversation, um, wearing the name badges, fist bumps, smiles, talking, highs, big hellos, warm greetings, all that mixed together. I hear people say it all the time. I have firsthand experience of many, many compliments about how people can't believe how many people are volunteering and serving in our church, how much of our church family is sold out to uh, greeting people, warmly welcoming them in and serving in the tech roles and the worship roles that allow for people to engage in meaningful worship. And um, a lot of times this happens during special events and conferences. And many times I'll hear people say, how do you get so many volunteers even on a weekday during the week when everybody is working? How does it happen? And really basically it comes down to, or, you know, I also just, whenever we uh, share the numbers of how many people it takes to to greet and welcome and to serve in music and worship and sound and tech and all those things on a regular Sunday morning, uh, just the the sheer small army volume number of people that it takes for that to happen. And really, we are working together, and um, all of us are a team. But when I send out those invitations, it's not just filling slots. It's inviting you to use the gifts that you have that God's given you to serve in ministry. So of course, especially around this time of year, I know that there are a million things going on. I know that um, being faithful to Jesus isn't just filling this ministry role on your given day, but it's also many other things that you have, your uh, devotion life and your visiting family and being around and being a witness and serving in various ministries in the community and in other areas of the church. Or, you know, being diligent at work or doing what you need to do. Um, It's it's awesome to be able to do those ministries as well. So when the time comes that I will invite people to serve, if there's a reason why you can't, then we're still in this together. We still sort of say, yeah, I can't do that because I'm going to be in Florida, or I'm going to be in Kentucky, or I have to work that weekend, or or whatever the, the reason is. It's not just giving an excuse. It's it's sharing your life. We're sharing our lives together, saying, yes, uh, we're still on. We're still with you. We still are involved in that. We have ownership in serving, and that's why I'm getting back to you that I can't do this day, but keep me posted. When's another day that you need me? I don't want you to miss out on the joy of serving, and I realize that there are times when we kind of come to the end of a season of serving in a particular area or a particular uh, ministry that we're involved in. And I want there to be a culture around our church where that is not an issue, where you stop for a while and you start back up or you start something new or you let somebody know that you're kind of fading away as far as interest goes from this role or you feel God leading you in a different way. I don't want those to be scary times or, you know, people just kind of get embarrassed and they haven't served for a while and they eventually just fall away and off the radar. We don't want that. We want people all of us together, this this team of people, uh, Christ followers, texting each other, calling each other, emailing each other, responding on Planning Center, and together working so that the church is able to be effective in ministry. And I don't want it to be like I'm the only one that's trying to make sure that Sunday mornings are great. And I know that's not the case, but when I'm inviting people to serve, I want you to know that I'm inviting you to have the ownership of being The face with the church that when somebody new comes in, you have the authority to witness God's love to them through your greeting, through your smile, through your connection, through your time and your attention and your presence here as one of the hospitality people or as one of the worship leaders or as one of the worship tech people who are making it happen for those in person and those online. Just recently, I actually called the wrong number somebody in our church. And we wound up talking for about 25 minutes, even though we uh, didn't even need to say anything to him originally. But during the course of the conversation, the line was said something along the lines of, oh no, what does Tim want on a Tuesday night? And um, I remember hearing that line from them and I started thinking, wow, I have spent the better part of like three decades inviting people to be a part of something, whether it be in the harvest ministry world and the teams and the conferences and the events or if it's in our church world of inviting people on all these different levels. And so um, it is a joy to think about that. I don't know if I'm just wired up for that way or not. But I think it is awesome to invite people to serve. I've done it with people totally out of the blue. done it with other people that have responded in some way. Their gifts line up with this. I've I've noticed people's gifts and I've invited them to jump in and, and use them uh, through all these different areas. But one of the things that I do know is that it is a privilege to work together with the group, all of us together. I know we're kind of sick of hearing that, you know, after a couple years of the pandemic, but it really is true for the church. There's no way that I could greet everyone in our church. There's no way I can even lead worship for everyone in our church. We have two different spots, two different styles, two different everything. And unless we have a lot of people who are sold out and ready to roll, on hospitality and worship tech and music, the roles that I serve in here, then we're not going to be able to reach people. It's not a one-person thing. It's not even a two-person thing. It's like a 50 to 100-person thing every single week. We never want to lose the wonder of inviting people to experience the glorious nature of God. And uh, the God's love and mercy and grace, all that starts with the things I've already mentioned, probably repeating myself now, but the fist bumps. The bright eyes, the connection with people, holding open of doors, music that sounds awesome, worship tech stuff that's smooth and together. And when all those things are working together, we have an opportunity to share God's love in amazing ways. It's really a form of evangelism and not the kind of evangelism we might think of, of going out on the beach or out on a city street and just witnessing with words and scripture. But it's a form of evangelism from our teams right here. This idea that people need to experience the good news of Jesus. And um, even though we're not expecting people just to come to our church to get that good news, we want to carry that with us every single day. But even though we're not expecting them to come, they are coming. We have somebody new every single week at our church here in Troy. And so it is an obligation for us, an opportunity for us to do evangelism literally right here inside our walls. And so When we know that somebody has been nudged by the Holy Spirit to show up to church, a place that they really need to be, we need to be ready for the music that day, for the microphones to be on, for the coffee to be made, and for the people to welcome them in. And when a church is doing that in excellent ways, then people are going to discover the good news of Jesus. And we don't do it because we have to. We do it because we get to. Jesus loved us and because of that, because he loved us first, we love others. So all that to say, in a big roundabout way, for all the 100 and 150 or however many people it is in my universe, in my little world of serving and inviting people to serve, I want you to know that I appreciate these things. I appreciate it when you're using your gifts for ministry. I appreciate it when you happily let me know, yeah, I can do that, or no, I can't do that. I appreciate it whenever you say, hey, I I won't be able to make it, but uh, let me know. I'll do it next time. Or when you send me an early morning text and say, I'm sick today. I'm not going to be able to make it. Or, hey, if you need a thing, let me know. I'll be around today. Whatever the case is, we're all serving in this ministry together. And I don't want you to miss out on the joy of serving. Well, for everybody listening on the Worship Leader Toolbox, you made it to the end, and we're thankful that uh, you chimed in on our little um, local church podcast here, just some thoughts that I had from this morning. And for those of you who are serving worship ministry in your own church, I want to pray a blessing on you and give God thanks for your work and and your uh, heart and life invested where you are. And for all the people serving at our church, we are so thankful for you and hope you um, continue down the trek of taking ownership in making a difference in the lives of people. So thanks again to everybody who's listening. Thanks again to Elizabeth for doing the tech stuff. So thankful for your ministry here. And we will see you next time on the Worship Leader Toolbox podcast. Hey, this is Ava again, and just wanted to tell you thanks for listening. We hope this has been helpful for you and your ministry. And if it has, we give God praise. Let's stay in touch through the website, worshipleadertoolbox.com. Until next time, keep lifting up the name of the Lord and leading your people well.